In today's show, I'm going to be looking at the fantasy playoffs, the rankings of players there, how important it is, just tying all into our rankings discussions over the last couple of weeks. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. We did Summer League the last couple of days. Yes, I should have mentioned Trendon Watford when I was talking about the Portland Trailblazers. I don't know what his role is going to be this year. Not huge would be my guess with Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little returning. Um, Drew Eubanks still there as a backup center. But I should have mentioned him. He played pretty well. He's an interesting backup player in the NBA, but I don't think there's a huge upside in Watford. But he did play, um, he did play all right in that little stretch last season. And... He played pretty well in Summer League. So that is all that I want to talk about there because I should have talked about him. What we're going to look at is playoff rankings. And it just ties into the stuff that I did last week on statistical correlations. It tied into the stuff I talked about with trying to decipher rankings when we talk about 9-cat or 8-cat or 9-cat without turnovers or per game versus totals and why we can get wrapped up in that and why it might not be as important especially as you get out of the top of the zone in a draft, um, as what we might think it is. We love ranking things. We love talking about rankings. We love putting guys who's 15th, who's 16th. When in the end, it doesn't actually matter. That stuff doesn't matter. And I always, as you all will know, I always refer to rankings without turnovers because of the stuff that I talked about in that show on statistical correlations. If you want to find that show, the start of that show is titled DeAndre Ayton Resigns, and the second half is Correlations. And the reason I don't look at, at totals is, and I'm going to do a show on injuries next week, is that I, I just don't know how important or how predictive the value is of someone who doesn't get hurt. And I'm going to do some statistical work on this just to give some numbers on it over the next couple of weeks or probably next week at some point. Because we can look at total value, and this does not apply to rotisserie leagues. If you're in a roto league, it's a very different situation because you don't have playoffs. But if you're in a head-to-head league, whether it's points or categories, the playoffs are important. Much like in the NBA regular season, often teams will strategically rest their players. They'll sit them out on back-to-backs. They go less hard because it's important to get to the playoffs, get itself a decent seed, but it's more important to be healthy, ready to go during the playoffs. So while it's all well and good to look at total rankings and where players rank to go, well, look, we had this guy available for all of these games. If he wasn't doing it in the fantasy playoffs... It doesn't actually matter that much. Now, it does for someone like Kyrie who played 30 games, right? And you didn't have him all year. But, you know, if you had him rolling at the right time of the season, then it was very important. And there are players who might have played all year and then missed out on, of time or missed out on games. They still finished really high in the totals rankings, but they didn't play as much or they played two games or they played one week less in your fantasy playoffs and it cost you. 
And that context is is what I think is missing from totals rankings. And it's why I don't think it's really predictive of anything moving forward. So I'm going to go through the three major playoff schedules, not including leagues that went to the 10th of April because I'm not entertaining that garbage. It should not exist. You should never play it. And I'm not going to push forward and tell you about what happened in that last week of the season because it is garbage and you should never, ever, 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 oh, by the way, ever, play a fantasy basketball head-to-head league that goes through to the last week of the season. You shouldn't really play until the second last week of the season either. So I'm going to do the playoffs that finished on the 20th, which was my recommended date, on the 27th or on the 3rd of April. They're the three groups we're going to look at. Three-week playoffs and look at the total value because total value across the playoffs is important, getting that value in for those players through that time. That is important. We're going to look what it, what it means and can we get any information out of it and what sort of stuff stood out. That is a long, long-ass intro into this. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at playoffs that ended at the default date on Yahoo, which was the 3rd of April, starting on the 14th of March, going through to the 3rd of April. The top 16 players. Nikola Jokic, also known as Big Chungus. He was number one. And I'm going to give you a real spoiler here. Every single thing that I talk about on this show, Jokic was number one. Every single thing. Points, categories, whenever your playoffs was, he was the number one player. Does that mean that he will be the number one player next season or the number one player in playoffs next season or anything like that? No, but it is pretty strong. And while we can't guarantee health or anything like that, we still have to take him at number one pretty much in every single draft. I can't really see an argument not to do it. And he was number one right across the board. So in these playoffs, it was Jokic, followed by Embiid, followed by Durant, which isn't really very far off from how things looked over the course of the year. But in saying that, Durant was 10th by totals over the course of a season. He was third here. Trey Young at four, Towns at five, James Harden at six. People are going to be skeptical about drafting James Harden this season. He will fall out of the first round in some drafts. I reckon that might end up looking pretty silly because we have this idea that he sucked, yet in default Yahoo playoffs, he was the sixth best player. Sixth. How about the man at number seven? Yep. He was great. I was. I, I didn't think he'd play a game for the Wizards this season. I thought they'd tank. They should have. Um, I thought that his knee would be a problem, but no, he went crazy and he was the seventh best player. Yes, that's without Beal, and we're never taking him in the first round or probably the second round. But we have seen players, shout out to the guy number two on this list, Joel Embiid, who have missed time in the past, stay healthy. And taking that flyer on that player at the right time can absolutely pay off. And it did with Porzingis. Darius Garland was at eight. That's pretty intriguing. But Rubio will be back this year. Will he have that same high usage? Will Agbaji cut in? I doubt it. Is Sexton going to come back? I've got no idea. But that's interesting. Lamelo at nine. I reckon he's going to be a first-round pick this season, and I think rightfully so. Jason Tatum was at 10, and Luka Doncic was at 11. And that's not punting free throws. I'm getting more and more on board, even in category leagues, with taking Doncic at least in the top 10, probably in the top five or six. Maybe higher. Jordan Poole, that name stands out, doesn't it? Number 12. Remember, though. Jordan Poole was the 12th best player in, in fantasy playoffs. 
default fantasy playoffs. Steph Curry was out. So Poole ramped it up. How it all works this season with Steph, with Clay, with Poole, Moses Moody maybe a larger role, I don't know. Um, where Poole goes is, is a big mystery to me. I just projected the Warriors out yesterday on Basketball Monster. It was pretty tough to figure out how it all fit in. With how did the usage go? Because Clay had an absurd usage last season. Steph's was pretty low. Like, how does it all fit together? Hmm. 13 was Siakam. 14? Well, this one shocked me as well. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Valanciunas was 14th. Now, there is no Zion. There was injuries. I think Ingram was hurt down the stretch a little bit as well. But he put up big numbers. Mitchell was at 15, and Devin Booker was at 16. No Chris Paul there for Devin Booker. And Mitchell just put together some strong numbers. Some other players that I thought were interesting in this time frame to, to pay attention to, and it is worth noting, again, this is fantasy playoffs. Drew Eubanks was the 17th best player during those fantasy playoffs. You can't draft for that. You can't predict that. Even then, he wasn't even getting the minutes until Watford got hurt, really. And then he started going crazy. Cousin Kev. Kevin Porter Jr. was 19th. Do we want to get sucked back in and draft him high? Probably not. But his second half of the season was much improved. And that, end of the year, really strong. Giannis was 28th during fantasy playoffs. Giannis and And you might say that's, you know, oh, well, if you punt free throws, it's different. He was like 16th if you punt free throws. 16th. Like, you would hope that Giannis is top five punting free throws. So he struggled a little bit. So while that guy that we're going to take early, like, that's not the greatest return. Matisse Thibel was 30th. I mean, sure. I think he hit, like, 60% of his shots and 92 from the line. He averaged, like, two and a half steals and one and a half blocks. Like, insane numbers. But you wouldn't value him there, but that's where he ranked. Alec Burks was 32nd. Keldon Johnson was 33rd, and that's very interesting because... We know that the Spurs have got nobody. Keldon actually improved massively over the second half of the season. Wouldn't be shocked if he, maybe not this high, but don't be shocked. Jalen Green, 44th. Hmm. Isaiah Hartenstein, 47th in 23 minutes a game. I don't think he gets 23 minutes a night for the Knicks. He should, but that's interesting. How about the big stiffy Bones Highland? He didn't even play over 25 minutes a game. He was 51st. Yes, Murray and Porter are coming back. But he didn't need big minutes to do this. Um, LeBron James was 53rd. So we can look at the rankings for this season. LeBron was 16th in total value. He was 4th in per game value. value. But when it mattered, he was 53rd. So what does it matter if LeBron was 4th? What does it matter if he was 16th in totals? But again, I've, I, sorry, I just lost my mind there and forgot how to speak. It's very, it's a really tough decision, a lot of this stuff, because LeBron, okay, he's 53rd during fantasy playoffs. But if I'm going to come out here and preach that you can't predict injuries, you definitely can't predict when they're going to happen. So it's very hard for me to sit here and say, well, LeBron got hurt and didn't play those games in the playoffs. That'll happen again next year. So I don't know if he'll get hurt. I don't know if he'll get hurt at that point. Or I don't know where the Lakers will be. But he struggled. 54th was Davion Mitchell. I don't think he'll have that same opportunity, but how about this guy, 56? The Salt Flake, Theo Maladon. What? Does anyone remember him being that good? Emmanuel Quickly was 59th. Monty Morris was 64th. 
Yes, he does have to share share with Beal and Porzingis when he was only sharing with Jokic before and a little bit of Barton. But that was interesting. De'Anthony Melton was 65th in low minutes. I still don't think he's going to be that good, but he was good there. And then I highlight this guy because in regular, in the standard fantasy playoffs, Shea Gildas Alexander was 151st. And that's going to make people not want to draft him. Like they're not going to want to draft Shea. Okay, see, they've always shut guys down. They never compete. It's been two years. I've, that narrative on the Thunder needs to really be examined. Oh, they, they just never compete. It's been two seasons, right? That is all it's been. And Shea was 151st. Stay tuned when I talk about Shea in a little bit more detail. That segment took a lot longer than I thought it would, but that's fine because I'm here now to talk about Bilt Bar. Maybe I need a Bilt Bar this morning because they've got a new flavor. Coconut, brownie, chunk, puff. It's not a bar, it's a puff. The puffs are filled with marshmallowy goodness. We know that coconut brownie is a brilliant flavor because it's been in Bilt Bars before. And these things are not only tasting delicious, they're also healthy. High in protein, low in fat, low in sugar, low in calories as well. And it's limited time. The coconut brownie chunk puff. Go to Built.com. Make sure you don't miss out. They're going to fast because they taste absolutely bloody amazing. And Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which means they are easy for your body to absorb. So whether you're looking to do something after you hit the gym to get that protein in, or you're just looking for a healthy snack, Built Bars and Built Puffs, especially the coconut brownie chunk puff, that is going to be a great option. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That'll save you 15% when you're ordering all of your Built Bars. The promo code is LOCKED15. The website is Built.com. And of course, Built Bar is <sighs> Built Different. All right, let's look at the next group of playoffs. The playoffs that ended on the 27th of March. They started on the 7th of March and they ended on the 27th of March. What did we get out of that? Number one was Jokic, followed by Durant, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Devin Booker at four, Towns, Embiid, Tatum, Lamelo, and then LeBron James. Remember, he was outside the top 50 in the other settings, ninth here. Timing matters. Jordan Poole at 10, Valanciunas at 11. So two of those surprises are still there. Harden at 12, who was sixth in the other one. Luca at 13, Garland at 14, DeJounte at 15, who you didn't see in the top 16 of the other setting. And Donovan Mitchell at 16. It's worth mentioning with DeJounte Murray as well, because he... um, you know, he's, he's a very divisive character yeah, character at this point in fantasy where people think, well, he'll just be top 10 again. I Someone was debating with me on Reddit saying that DeJounte Murray, man, a lot of people were going to take him third overall. Oh, excuse me? And I know that Jared Johnson, great friend of the show, he's like, no, nah, I don't think he's going to drop off at all. I think he's going to have a career high in steals. And he had that last season. I don't know how that's going to improve, but we'll see. He's a very divisive figure. But he was 16th or 15th in that playoff ranking. Some other interesting numbers. Would you look at that? Who's number 30? If you ended your playoffs on the 27th of March, say Shea Gutis-Alexander was 30th. Right about where he was on a per-game basis. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Shea never plays in the fantasy playoffs. Well, that's not true. 31st was Trenton Watford. 32 was Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Really interesting to see what happens with the Jazz. That's still up in the air. Mobley was 33rd. He had a really nice stretch here. 36th with Emmanuel Quickly. His name keeps coming up, but they're going to have Brunson. They might have bloody Donovan Mitchell. There's Quentin Grimes. I think he's going to get buried again. Tyrese Halliburton, who is going to be a popular first-round pick this season, I think, or early second. 37th in that playoff time. 37th. 
So struggled a little bit. Drew Eubanks, 38th. Malik Monk, 48th. Big numbers. Whether he starts or it's Davion or it's Herder in Sacramento, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a risk of overdrafting. DeMar Rosen was 51st. DeMar Rosen was great during the season. He didn't really bring it in the fantasy playoffs. He wasn't really there. He was 8th for total value this season, DeRozan, but 51st over this time frame. It's a big difference, isn't it? I know you can't answer me, but maybe you're singing along at home. 52. Baby shark, Bruce Brown. What? Who remembers Bruce Brown having that strong stretch? I don't really. But he had some big numbers. I don't know what the role is in Denver if it's that area, but... Huh, Interesting. 57 was Monty Morris. 65 was Marvin Bagley. Now I still maintain it was a horrendous contract. And I wouldn't even play him in their rotation. But they might start him. They might play him 25, 26 minutes a night. It's a ridiculous decision, but they might do it. And in this little period, he put up okay numbers. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always going to happen. But look at this run of guys who you wouldn't really consider. 65, Marvin Bagley. 67, Jose Alvarado. 68, Rowan Barrett, who wasn't a top 200 player on a per-game basis. 69, the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. And 80th was Nick Claxton during fantasy playoffs. These are all guys that spent plenty of time on the waiver wire. And just goes to show you need to have a little bit of luck, a little bit of timing, and get the right guys at the right point during fantasy playoffs. You can't draft for success. You can't even draft for playoff schedule a lot of the time because so many of these guys are having impacts. Watford, quickly, Eubanks, Monk, Brown, Bagley, Alvarado, Barrett, Shangoon, Claxon. These are all top 80 guys who you would never would draft and you probably wouldn't even have on your roster for most of the year. Yet they're having this sort of an impact. If I look at the recommended playoff setting that I suggested, ending on the 20th of March, here's how the top 16 played out. Jokic, Towns. Oh, look at that, number three. Shea Gildas-Alexander. He's never there for the fantasy playoffs. I'll never draft him. Oh, okay. Okay. He was third. I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you do not play to the last week of the season or the second last week or the third last week. You eliminate so much of the nonsense. You eliminate, you don't eliminate all of it, but you eliminate so much of it by finishing those couple of weeks early. And Shea was the third best player over that time frame. Third in total total value, not even per game, total value. This is all totals, these numbers. Third. Hmm. I knew that he was strong in those leagues that finished early. I didn't know he was that strong. Fourth was Embiid. Fifth was Trey. Sixth was LeBron. So LeBron's value changes a lot, doesn't it? Seventh was Tatum. Eighth was DeJounte. Hmm. Ninth, Garland. Tenth, Scott Barnes. Tenth. In this period, he was outside the top 40 for the other two periods. So he had some really strong weeks here. Just goes to show again, a lot of stuff changes. That's really crazy. Terry Rogier, 11. Doncic at 12. 13, Durant. Durant, again, who was, what, 10th on a total value for the season. It just has depended on what happened each week as to where he was. 14th, Chris Middleton. He didn't appear really in any of the others, but he had a strong little run here, then faded away. Jordan Poole, consistent top 20 player across this six-week period without Steph. Worth noting. And then 16 was Giannis. Jumped in there 16th. But you know, towards the end, as the season went on, we start to see some of the decline, some minutes um, reducing, some um, games missed for Giannis that cost him some value in that time. 
Some other interesting names during this playoff segment. James Harden was 24th. Mikhail Bridges was 26th. De'Aaron Fox was 29th. Now, that's before Fox didn't play. Him and Sabonis were done at the end of the year. But he was starting to put it together. Will I get sucked into that? Uh, maybe? I don't know. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. I better hit his other music, though. Um, But yeah. That's what we thought he could do most of the year. He just didn't. Zubats was 39th. You know who the backup center is on the Clippers? Literally nobody. They don't have a backup center. Yes, there's Bob Covington or Marcus Morris, or maybe it's Musa Diabete. It's not. But they don't have another center. There is not one traditional center on that roster that isn't named Ivica Zubac. So that doesn't mean he plays 35 a night, but it means they're going to have to push a little bit more with him. Hmm. 40th was Sabonis. 47th was Jeremy Grant before his injury. Injury. Shut him down. Quickly 50th again. Hmm. He was really up there, wasn't he? And this is not in 30 minutes a night for quickly. 57th was Jalen Smith. Watch out for sticks. Stand by. Oh, that is a great sound drop. Whoa. All right. I'm going to pause this show. I need to bring that sound drop in. All right. So for the five of you who might appreciate that or this, Jalen Smith. Sticks. Stand by your man. I'll explain that another day. Um, yeah, he was 57th. 60th, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But that was without Bradley Beal. Now he moves to Denver. I don't think he's going to have that value, but it did stand out. Darius Baisley was 66th. Hmm. 67th was the big stiffy. 68th was Trey Lyles. Jesus Christ, I hope that doesn't happen again. 76th was Zach Levine. Struggled a little bit towards the end of the year and just wasn't producing value. 80th was DiVincenzo. 85th was Tyrese Maxey. Now, the common theory is that James Harden's arrival did not impact Tyrese Maxey. I would suggest it did, at least a little bit. And I think it will have somewhat of an impact. I think he's still going to be good, but he wasn't this rolling top 50 guy continually. And then 87th was Malik Beasley. Just some- This was in low minutes as well. Something to watch. If he gets some minutes over in Utah, we'll- that roster's still a lot to go, uh, lot to happen over there in Utah. So what I thought I'd do before I get into points leagues is look at the top 16 players on a per-game basis. Sorry, try again. The top 16 players for a totals basis over the course of the season and how they fared in each of the playoff settings, finishing on the 20th, the 27th, and then the 3rd of April. And is there anything we can gain out of looking at that? Don't know. Let's have a look. Jokic was number one in totals, and he finished first, first, and first across all of those playoff periods. Okay. Okay. Trey Young was second in totals. He finished fifth, third, and fourth. Pretty good. Embiid was third, and he finished fourth, sixth, and second. Pretty good. Towns was fourth in totals, and he finished second, fifth, and fifth. Tatum was fifth in totals, and he finished seventh, seventh, and tenth. That's still pretty good value. You don't care if you're fifth and you go down to seventh. That's not a big deal. This is where things change a bit. For total ranks for the season, James Harden was sixth, but he was 24th in that first group of playoffs, ending on the 20th. He was 12th, and then he was 6th. So he did improve, but, you know, that's different, isn't it? LaMelo Ball was 7th in total, 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 totals, but if you finish on the 20th of March, he was the 25th best player. So a first-round sort of guy giving you third-round value. Not great, but then he was 8th and ninth for the other two. DeMar DeRozan, really interesting. 8th in totals, yet 45th 
for the first lot of playoffs, 51st for the second group, and 22nd for the third. That total value tells you nothing about what the value was in the playoffs, does it? Number nine for totals for the year was Giannis. Yet, his numbers, 16th, 35th, and 28th. Not really representative of the top 10 player. Durant was 10th in totals, but he was 13th, 2nd, and 3rd in the playoffs. Halliburton was 11th in totals, but was 21st, 37th, and 18th. It's not far off, but it's not, not bad. 12th was DeJounte Murray. He was 8th, 15th, and 20th. 13th was Steph Curry in totals for the year, but he was 28th in the first lot of playoffs, 108th on the playoffs that ended on the 27th, and 274th for the playoffs that ended on the 3rd of April because he missed all that time towards the end of the year. Again, it's why context is important. Steph Curry was 13th in totals, but he gave you nothing for most of those playoff situations. 14th was Doncic in totals, and he was 12th, 13th, and 11th. One of the most consistent guys there, just the same numbers all the way through. Even though he did miss almost 20 games for the season, he didn't miss them in the playoffs. Can you predict that? Of course you can't. 15th was Miles Bridges. I didn't want to put his name in there because he's not going to play, and he's allegedly a piece of shit. 16th was LeBron James. He was 16th in totals. 6th in the first grouping of playoffs, finishing on the 20th. 9th. And then 53rd. It's important to note all of those things. Just in terms of when you, if you're just looking at numbers, if you're just looking at rankings and totals and per games and player, all this sort of stuff, there's a lot of variation with them. Now, I'm going to talk points leagues. I'm not going to go in quite as much with the points leagues, but I think it is worth noting what happened in the points leagues, total value over the Yahoo playoffs. Or over the, over the playoffs. This is Yahoo points. If your playoffs ended on the 3rd of April, Jokic and Bede were 1 and 2. Garland was 3rd. That's an interesting number. He was 25th for over the course of the season in totals. Durant was 4th. Doncic was 5th. Harden was 6th. Porzingis 7th. Trey Young 8th. Siakam 9th. Towns 10th. Lamelo 11th. And Poole 12th. Westbrook, 13th. I had a discussion with someone the other day because I was talking about talking about the rankings of how I was talking about the misleading nature of including turnovers on rankings and how Robert Williams was ranked ahead of Luka Doncic in nine cat rankings, including turnovers. And I put a poll up, would you take Robert Williams ahead of Luka Doncic in that poll? Um, and then... Yeah, I said, yeah, followed up by saying that Rob Williams was 15th and Doncic was 30th or whatever he was, you know, in nine cat rankings. And this guy, well, this poll here or this these tweets show exactly why nine cat is the worst format and why points leagues are so much better because, you know, under no circumstance do you want Williams ahead of Doncic. Yeah, would that make sense? And yeah, that's missing the entire point of what I was saying because what I was saying was that including turnovers doesn't actually give the correct value and Doncic is ahead of Rob Williams on um, if you dis- discount turnovers, which again, you should. But conversely, Russell Westbrook was 15th in total value for points leagues over the course of the season. Russell Westbrook may not have been in the top 100 players in the NBA last season. So if we're going to pick out and ex- use that example, this is why category leagues are worse than points leagues. Russell Westbrook should not be anywhere near the top 15. 
so that is a failure of the ability of points leagues to capture value if he was the 15th best player. I don't know why I just went on that long rant, but I did. Anyway, Westbrook was 13th during the playoffs here. Kevin Porter was 14th. Huh. Tatum 15th and Booker 16th. If you played until the 27th of March in points leagues, it was Jokic again, Embiid, LeBron, Doncic, Durant, similar names at the top. Trey Young, Devin Booker, Towns, Garland, Murray, Valanchunas, continued to be strong. Harden, Siakam, Lamelo, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. So no real names massively standing out as being different there. And then, if you played points leagues and ended on the 20th of March, Jokic and Embiid, one and two. Giannis at three, LeBron at four, Shea at five. Hmm. Towns at six, DeJounte seven, Siakam eight, Scotty Barnes at nine, Doncic at 10. So fell off a little bit there. Trey at 11, Garland at 12, Tatum 13, Fox at 14, and Mobley at 15. That's really intriguing. And then Julius Randle, the double royal at 16. So I just thought, you, know, you can check all of this stuff over at Basketball Monster on our player rankings and look at it all. I just think it's a, just another data point to put in to understand that when you talk rankings or when you hear someone talk rankings or you see someone reference rankings, be really careful what they mean and how you interpret that. Because I remember having a discussion with somebody about Herb Jones. And well, Herb Jones was the 50th best player in fantasy last year. That is actual not true. Because, well, it is. If you use nine cat value, including turnovers, and you have totals. But under no circumstance would anybody want Herb Jones at number 50. Like, you just wouldn't. Right? So understanding when the value is there, how it's there, what does per game mean, what does totals mean, when does the totals important, how does that differ? Because totals doesn't mean anything if they're not there for the playoffs, like Steph or LeBron at times. Or guys jumping up and guys falling back. It's really, really important to be able to understand what all those numbers mean, what someone's referencing, and how you can yeah, take that into consideration. Tomorrow, I'm going to do my re-dynasty tiers for rookies after Summer League. And then next week, I'm going to do some more deep diving into injuries, trying to find correlations. Now, on the correlation pod I did the other day, I said, I'm going to try and see if I can find some dynasty stuff. I did some, tried to did some dynasty work. It didn't correlate really well at all. What I did was using Raptor on a Raptor per game or Raptor war, which is wins above replacement, which bases total numbers. And I looked at players' rookie seasons. I'll just give you a quick discussion of it now. Players' rookie seasons and what their Raptor was across those per-game Raptor and total Raptor numbers. And I wanted to see how that correlated to the players' fantasy rank in their third season, fourth season, and fifth season. And the correlation was weak. It wasn't strong at all. It was a higher correlation with total Raptor war versus Raptor just on a per-game basis. But the highest it was was like 0.36, which is not a good correlation. And interestingly, the correlation between rookie Raptor war was highest in year three versus year four, year five. The correlation actually went down. So if you had a strong rookie uh, Raptor war, that didn't necessarily mean that you would you know, it would correlate to it increasing over time. So there wasn't a correlation there if you have a great rookie Raptor war or you have a bad rookie Raptor war. It didn't really correlate into improving fantasy rank or you know getting strong years three through five. There was... It wasn't a negative correlation, so that's that's good. That's good to know. It wasn't like, hey, the higher your rookie Raptor war, the worse you'll be in your career. That That's good to know. 
but it wasn't where we go, hey, let's target these guys with really high Raptor numbers or Raptor war numbers because they're going to really start to put up big fantasy numbers in years three, four, or five. That didn't actually yeah, come true. It was a 0.36 at its highest, which is not a particularly strong correlation. So I'm going to go through and look at injury stuff and see what we can find out with correlations there. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the top 50 players in the NFL, according to Bet Online. That's over on the Locked On NFL podcast, so you can check that out. The odds makers, they know. They know who moves the lines. They know who's important. So Bet Online will present that for us over there. And also, after you finish listening to this, which was your first listen, of course, you got Locked On NBA. Make that your second listen. They've got 30 minutes of NBA action every single day. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.